Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Uh, as Pastor said, uh, yes, it is good to be a part of the team here. Um, been three years now. Yeah, three years. It was three years in September. God is good. Pastor must have liked something about me because here I still am. <laughs> No, um, God is good. Again, Merry Christmas to everyone this morning. Hopefully everybody had a great Christmas. I, get, I see Pastor Dude, he got some hair for Christmas, so uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a plus there. Uh, but yes, again, Merry Christmas and again, Happy New Year. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the star of Bethlehem. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole research of the star of Bethlehem. So we're going to take a look today at it. How many of you guys have nativity scenes set up at your house right now? What is the main portion of that nativity scene? The star. Baby Jesus, yes, but the star. (laughs) But the star. So we're going to take a look at it today as to why the star is so important to the nativity scene and why the star is so important to the birth of Jesus Christ. The sign of Christ's birth was known as the star. It was also foretold by the Gentiles, and it was also led, it also led the first Gentiles to baby Jesus. You see, we as Christians, we've become so accustomed to using the star at Christmas time, but do we really know what the meaning of that star is? We set out our nativity scenes and we put the star up top. But do we actually know what the true meaning of that star is, the star of Bethlehem, that is only talked about in a brief passage of scripture? If you notice, the star is not talked about through the entire book, the entire, the entire books of the Bible. It's actually only talked about in 12 scriptures of, of the passage. So there's three things we want to look at this morning. The first thing is this, what was the star? The second thing is, is what does the star signify? The third thing is, well, what does the star mean to us? So we're going to take a look at the passage this morning in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And I'll give you a second. I don't have any slides today. I'm sorry. So if you want to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, we're going to take a look at that. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed at all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will, shepherd and, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from, the, from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it arose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. So let's break that down a little bit. We see that the star first appears in in verse 2. So as the Magi is also known as what we know, the three wise men. 
were going from the east to, to King Herod in Jerusalem. They were questioning him. If you look back at verse two, it said, where is the newborn, the king of the Jews? We saw his star as it arose, and we have come to worship him. Now you see during this time, King Herod seemed to be a little bit confused as to what was going on, because now you have these three wise men who are coming to him that King Herod had no idea who they were. Now they're questioning him as to where, uh, where, where the, the, I'm sorry, where the newborn was born. But he was confused because he had no idea what was going on. So throughout their conversation between the wise men and King Herod, it, it came to the conclusion that King Herod didn't know anything that was going on. He didn't know anything about this newborn king that was, that was being born. He didn't know anything about this star that he's going to be following. But if we look further down into the passage, if we go down to the bottom to verses 9 and 10, it says, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it arose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. So out of the four gospels, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew is the only one who ever mentions the star. Just a little description of the wise men. The wise men were, were referred to as what they called a class of Persian wise men, who in those times were interpreted as special signs before them, es especially those who were in the astrology aspect. So now here, you, astrology today, you're, you're, you're searching stars, sky, you know, astronomical things. And here back in that day, they didn't have the technology we have today. So here they're relying on what they know and what they have. So between their knowledge that they had and the astrology aspect that they had, the wise men saw the star in the sky and it led them from the east to the little town of Bethlehem. Here again, if it wasn't for the wise men approaching, the, approaching King Herod and questioning him on the birth of this new king, he would have never known anything about it. They didn't have cell phones back there. They didn't have emails back then where you can just shoot a message or shoot an email and you know, that's how you tell everybody about everything. He had to go to him in person and find out what was going on. But if it wasn't for the wise men going to King Herod, King Herod would have had no idea what was ever happening. If we look at Matthew, again, chapter two, verses three through five, it says, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he had heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called for a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. If we jump down to verses 13 through 16, it says, and after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill them. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and his mother, Mary. They stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod, now at this point, is furious. He was furious when he realized that the wise men had now outwit outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys all around Bethlehem from the ages of two and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. So the, the star not only showed the Magi, the wise men, their way to Bethlehem to find Jesus, but now it also made King Herod to wake up and realize that there's a Messiah coming. There's a Messiah coming who's far more greater, has more power than now this King Herod. The Messiah outnumbered and outweighed anything that King Herod could ever do or ever think he could do. The power of the Messiah. 
leading us to what does the star signify? The star signifies that of the important events and signs that were given in the heavens during that time. With the Magi, the wise men being of the astrology class, God made it known to them by the sign of the star. The star that his son was born in a specific place. Now, if you do the research of all this, it wasn't certain if the wise men knew exactly that that was what a star for the king, knew exactly that the star was for the king of Jews. Okay, but if we look in Numbers, in Numbers 24, verses 17, it shows us a glimpse of some prophecy that may have led them to this particular place. And it says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. So here, now you have the star and you have the scepter in this passage of point, which also leads us to a great ruler. You have the star that is also connected with the kingship. It's also connected with the Jews, and it's also connected with the Messiah. But again, there's no certainty that the star in the sky was even a star to what we know, what we know that it is today. They just saw this bright shining thing in the sky that today we look at as a star. But at that point in time, they didn't know exactly that that's what a star was. But through their knowledge and through the astrology and following this bright shining light in the sky, it led them to the birth of Jesus. The Greek word aster is translated into a star, but it could also mean or be referred to as an angel. You see, some theories tell us that they believe that the star was a supernatural manifestation that can't be explained. Other theories tell us that the star was also an angel, or again, the manifestation of God's glory coming down. However, the theories are very much supported. If you look in Matthew chapter 12, verse 9, it says, going on from that place, he went into their synagogues. You see, after the star they had seen when it arose ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was, leading us to what does this star mean for us? We've talked about what the star was. We've talked about what, what the star signifies. But what does that mean to us? See, the star reminds us of Jesus' birth. It reminds us of his kingship. It reminds us of his divine nature. It reminds us of all the powers that he holds. The star plays a very, a very big part in this Christmas story because the birth of Jesus wasn't just shared with everyone. See, it wasn't just shared with those that were popular. It wasn't just shared with those that were well-known. But it was also shared with the outsiders. It wasn't just shown to those that, that you would expect, but it was shown to those that you wouldn't expect. The star here was to show the Magi, the wise men who were considered to be the outsiders. God used the Magi to bring them to the birth of Jesus. But to, to King Herod, these were considered outsiders. They weren't considered popular people. They weren't considered known people. But God still used them. This specific star is a reminder to us that Jesus' birth isn't just for us as Christians. The star isn't just for the poor and needy of society. But it's also for those who seem foreign to us. 
If you ride around and look at people's Christmas lights, there's people who don't even go to church who have a nativity set up. But do they know what that star means? You see, we have the resemblance of what this star means. But what are we doing about it? When God the Father announced the birth of his son to the outsiders and to those who seemed foreign, he didn't do it because he felt sorry for them, but he did it because he wanted it to be made known to all humanity. See, Christmas is exciting for us because we know what it's about. We know that it represents the birth of Jesus. We get excited about the birth of Jesus. But then you have people who do it for the presence, and you have people who do it uh, based off of how much money they can spend or how much debt they can go into because they don't understand the real reason of the season. But here we have the star with the resemblance of what Christmas means. What are we doing about it? The desire of God's heart is for all to come and know him. It's not just for us here sitting here. It's not just for, for those in other churches around us, but it's for all those around us. As pastor was talking the other night in the Christmas Eve service, let your light shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Just like this star kept shining, which led them to Bethlehem to where the baby was born. Now had that star, had that star gone out, they would have no idea where they were going. They wouldn't have anything to lead them to where baby Jesus was born. Just like if we don't have the light before us, how do we know how to get where Jesus needs us to get? How do we know how to get through our situations and circumstances? How do we know how to get through our problems and, and the different things that we face if we don't let our light shine? How can we lead others around us to know the true meaning of Jesus if we don't let it shine? The sun wasn't born just for you and I. The sun was born for all those who are in the darkness. See, God uses us as vessels to bring light to the darkness. People that we come in contact on a daily basis, your workplaces, your families, different things that people we come in contact in stores, all the people who are walking in darkness, and yet we have the light. We know what the light is, but what are we doing about it? God has called us to take the light and let it shine. It's not something that we're supposed to hold within us. The excitement that we get for Christmas as to why we celebrate Christmas, we should be sharing to all those around us. The birth of Jesus isn't just for us to celebrate with, but it's also for everyone else to celebrate for. You see, the gospel and the birth of Jesus Christ is for all of us. And here's the funny, cool part. We have the absolute most amazing opportunity, the honor and the joy of this duty that God has called us to do, to carry out and share it to others. See, not one of us sitting in here today is better than the other. Me being a youth pastor, a pastor being a pastor, doesn't make us any better than anybody else sitting in this room. Because God has called all of us to carry out this duty. God has called all of us to share the goodness of who he is. God has called all of us to share the gospel that he has laid out before us. Whether we're shy, whether we're quiet, whether we're outgoing or we're loud, God has called each and every one of us in this room this morning to fulfill a duty that he has placed before us.
It may not be getting up here and preaching. It may be acts of kind service. I don't know what God's called you to do, but there is a duty that each and every one of us has been called to carry out. Just like the star of Bethlehem, it had a purpose to lead those wise men to the Messiah. We also have a purpose. We have a purpose to take the light of the gospel out to those who don't have it. We have been called to take the gospel out to those who have never even heard of it. See, because we can never assume that everybody's heard the gospel. We can never assume that, oh, they heard it once, they don't need to hear it again. Because just because they heard it once doesn't mean you're not going to be the opening door for them. We have to use this duty that God has given us and carry it out. If the star wasn't enough to show the goodness of Jesus Christ, I have another opportunity for you this morning. The poinsettia. Do you guys know what the poinsettia represents? Do you know the background of the poinsettia? A poinsettia. It's a plant that blooms at Christmas time in Mexico. It's also known by its native name called the flower of the holy night. In the progressive course of its, fl- of its flowering bloom, we find the redemptive story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As it grows, it, as it grows, its bloom displays a green liveliness, reminding us of the incarnation and life of our Savior. As it blooms, it then turns white, displaying the purity of our sacrificial lamb. Finally, it blooms and turns into a red, brilliant, clearly opportunity, declaring the payment rendered of our, for our salvation his precious blood. Today, the point is said it is the most popular plant of Christmas. For in the flaming star of its red bracts, we see the star of Bethlehem. And remember that our Savior came to take away our sins. I didn't know any of that, and so I actually researched what the poinsettia was. As we celebrated for Christmas yesterday, I'm sure we all have decorations up in our house. We probably all had a Christmas tree. Do you know that there are other symbols besides the star that represent Jesus Christ in Christmas? The evergreen tree, it represents everlasting life. The lights that you put upon your tree represents that Jesus is the light of life. The red in our season reveals the precious blood that Jesus shed as our savior. The silver, the silver in our season is indicative of the redemption he provides. The green, it represents our desire to grow in him. The gold reminds us that he is the king of kings. The stars declare that he is the morning star and the bright hope of of eternity to come. See, throughout the history, God has told of the coming of the Messiah, the Christ, that would deliver the world from its wickedness. Not only the wickedness, but all of our sin. He provided many infallible proofs that were intended to provide irrefutable evidence of the arrival of the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. There could be no mistaking of this manifestation of this sinless Lamb of God that was taken away, that has taken away all the sins of the world. See, so not only do we have the star that we could follow, but you have all the breakdown of what all Christmas is about. So I close with this today. 
I'm going to leave you with one question. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor. In what ways are you following the signs and the directions that God has given you this morning? Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.